0: Our most sincere apologies. The first five minutes of this recording has been lost due to a technical error. The reading is from Genesis 29, verses 1 to 30. The series reveals how God's promises unfold amid the mess of Jacob's family. The recording starts during Paul's first point, which focuses on the emotional turmoil of both Rachel and Leah. Did she go through the day and did Laban at some point come along and sweep her away and say, you're not going into him tonight? What must that have been to see that just unfold before you? What must it have been like for Leah? Did she watch as the festivities unfolded? She knew her sister was getting married and then suddenly her father kind of sweeps her in and forces her into Jacob that night. See the mess that this has got into. Quite what they were uh, working through, uh, I don't know. Whether whether after that week that Leah has, she has, as she as she finds herself in that position, wakes up that next morning, and then she has a week, and then what happens? Does her beautiful young uh, beautiful sister, uh, young sister, sweep in like she normally does? and take all the attention and all the glory, just like always. Do you sense the kind of complexity? The writer just lands this on us. So can you see this, what seemed like we were, we were making some progress. It seemed like, okay, so Jacob, we can work with you. You seem to be the one that God wants to work with to bring about a people, um, you, w- despite your character. And now you're, you're doing the normal things. Okay, so you're meeting Rachel, and it seems like things make sense. And presumably you're going to go and start a lovely family together, and that'll be the beginning of how it works. And we go, wow, what a mess this is. So, before we had the problem of these two sons, Jacob and Esau, uh, if you remember back a few chapters ago, and neither of them covering them, themselves in glory. Uh, and it was tricky enough to work out which one God might use. And now we have the complication of Jacob and these two wives and that feeling of ominousness and strangeness and uncertainty. And yet, what's. What is the writer doing? As we've we've been uh, working through this series, and the reason we gave it this particular title is that it is through that kind of mess, it is through that kind of complexity that that God works out His purposes and His promises. And so, if we can stand back, and I want us to kind of just work. I, I need to kind of slow up and make sure we can turn this corner well. Um, stand back and just begin to see what God is doing and see that actually, even though this, this it, it feels like a, an almighty mess, actually God's promises and his plans are, are still on track. They're still being worked out. And we can see in him his character and his ability to do that. Um, we need to just take a, a little bit of a, a, a kind of uh, steal something from next week. At this point, all the writer is doing is kind of throwing us this situation. What we're going to see, as Leah is thrust into the mess in particular, I think she's quite a focal point uh, at this point in the story. As Leah is thrust into this mess in particular, it's Leah who is going to be the mother of Levi and of Judah amongst the 12 tribes. Now, that may not mean a great deal. But what's going to happen, and we'll see next week, is the, the children will then be born who will make up the 12 tribes of Israel, the great family of God, the great people of God. And it is Leah who is going to be the mother of Levi. Now, Levi is the, uh, the priestly tribe. Uh, it is from them that God's uh, priestly line will come. And Judah will be God's kingly tribe. It is from them that God's line of kings will come, and indeed, King Jesus will come. And Leah, who is thrust into this situation, is going to be a key figure in what God is doing. It doesn't change the nature of the mess that she's feeling, but it is part of a bigger plan. And if we stand back and just think for a moment... Actually, this is how it works out in the rest of uh, God's story, even in Genesis and beyond. There are, if I can put it this way, there are other unlikely Leah figures whom God will use in the rest of Genesis. If you have a time later today, you might want to have a look at the story of Tamar, who comes just a little later on. Tamar, who is thrust in the middle of a a messy family situation. and yet is named as one of the mothers in line of Jesus himself. There will be, you may know the story of Ruth, uh, who is brought into God's family from outside. Uh, There is Esther, who is thrown into uh, the court world um, uh, much later in God's people's history. And at each point, the complexity of the situation they feel is, is real, and yet Remarkably, God is using that and working through that to bring his promises to fulfillment. Uh, It doesn't change when we go through the cross, uh, as we often talk about the Lord Jesus and his ministry here. Uh, It doesn't change. If you think about it, God's promises and his plans work out through the murder of his son and the mess, in a different sense, uh, that that brings and it doesn't change into the early church either. As we go through, it's, it's not as though when we get to the other side of Jesus' uh, death and resurrection, suddenly everything is kind of glossy and perfect and lovely. Actually, the growth and development of the church and of God's promises to make a people who we would uh, now regard as ourselves in Christ comes about through suffering and persecution and difficulty. So the pattern that we're seeing, I guess, As you look at a story like this and think, what on earth is going on? The pattern that we're seeing is one that is replayed and helps us anchor ourselves as God's people. And I think it can help us set our expectations of what it might feel like to be God's people together, to be his um, church family, to um, uh, to be here even. Particularly this, I think, can be helpful if what we're going through does feel like it is a mess and does feel like it is, to be honest, wrong. So if you're somebody who might well say, look, I know I'm supposed to like church. I know I'm supposed to like kind of God's family. But I don't think, I just don't feel like this uh, church family is kind of going right for me. It may not be. It may not feel that way. And sometimes I think it may be helpful for us to name that and say it's not always easy. It may be that you somebody who would say, or perhaps find it hard to admit, but I, I don't feel like I've, I've got the, the small group that I hope for. Uh, I don't feel like I, uh, people perhaps understand me or love me uh, in the way that I want them to. And those things may be real and may be true. I wonder if, just, if we can stand back and look at this passage and see, perhaps with Leah in mind, that actually that would be something she could have articulated, and yet somehow God's unfolding promises are being worked out. I found this, um, uh, to, even if you think, perhaps uh, if I've given illustrations of what it might be to, to experience that here, even if you look at the church um, in a wider sense, nationally or globally, you may look and, and kind of scratch your head at times. I came back from a conference um, in the summer, um, and in, uh, a conference um, uh, sort of evangelical churches. And um, at, the, at that point, um, some terrible news was breaking uh, about abuse of power um, uh, across um, uh, parts of the church. And, and the, the horrible fallout of that... And I came back from it. It's hard not to be dispirited. I came back thinking, this feels like it is a mess, Lord. What is going on? And I guess, in a sense, it is. And at times it will be. But it's as if God is saying, yes, it it may be a mess. But don't throw in the towel with me not a reason to throw in the towel with me. And that may be what God is perhaps saying to you this morning. It may be that do, things do feel uh, hard. They don't feel quite as you want them to be. They don't feel um, easy, uh, whether that's personally or, or as, as part of his people here at the church. And that God is saying, I know that, but don't throw in the towel with me. If you look and see how I've worked in history, I've worked through situations like this. It doesn't mean they aren't complex and messy, but I have used them, and I've been able to bring about and fulfill my purposes and promises, and that I'm taking you somewhere new and somewhere different, and ultimately a new creation where those messes and uncertainties and and difficulties will be undone. And made new. So that woman who came uh, to church, the young woman who made her way back into church, and, and we, we chatted for a while, um, and I could sense her, her own emotion in being here, and how hard it was to be here. How hard it was to, to have come in, uh, to be at the back, and, and uh, just to, to worship together. But I was struck by her courage... In being here. And I was struck by that glimpse that God, despite everything, was unfolding some more of his plan and drawing her back to himself. I guess just we pray together. Father, what a murky history your people have, uh, and as we say that, what a murky history we as your people often have. Lord, thank you that you are a gracious God, and despite the complexities and mess of uh, of our own lives and of, of how your people uh, have always been, Lord, your ability to work through and to bring about your purposes and promises is... Uh, is a good thing. Lord, I pray that as we uh, spend time in Genesis, and particularly over these next few weeks, and we see it, uh, the mess of it all, we just be reminded that your, your promises are still on track. Even if we feel like we're clinging on to that, I pray it would be real and lively for us in Jesus' name. Amen.